Welcome to the Business Diaries podcast, where we uncover the stories that shaped the business owner. Brought to you by Lisa Settle and Isla O'Hara. Welcome to the Business Diaries podcast. My name is Lisa Settle. My name is Isla O'Hara. And we'll be your hosts for today. The Business Diaries is a storytelling platform for businessmen and women to share their stories, the ups and downs of the entrepreneur, giving us a look at the person behind the business and hearing their successes, their failures and all those interesting bits in between. Now, have you ever noticed when we talk about a place, somewhere we've visited perhaps, when we describe it, we often base this on a visual memory. It's not often that we refer to the sounds of a place. Well, we're about to change that because our guest today is absolutely fascinated by sound. So let's crack on and introduce him. But actually, I do want to say before we start, how fantastically supportive he's been to the Business Diaries. And I think actually he knows as much about this podcast as we do. And that's because he's our super sound hero, Paul Cheese. Welcome, Paul. Hiya. Hi. Hi, Paul. I'm so pleased that you're with us today. But before we hand over to you, let me tell you a little bit about Paul, give you a little bit of background. Paul is a professional musician, sound artist, producer, singer, cyclist and songwriter. He has written and recorded music in locations around the world, on the tops of mountains, to deep underground, old places, new places and even underwater. From pillboxes to ice caves, the Australian bush to the Grand Canyon. His latest project, The Big Record UK, Paul cycled around 5,000 miles to every region of the UK to capture sounds of people and places. And he's used these sounds to create a song, The Sound of the UK. We're absolutely fascinated to hear your story, Paul, and we're delighted that you're here with us. So I'm, without further ado, I'm going to hand the hot seat over to you. Well, uh, hi, Lisa. Hello, Isla. I just want to say thanks for having me. It's been great listening to the Business Diaries podcast over the last 18 months, and now I'm doing one. It's been a great experience preparing for this podcast, looking back on things with a view of how my life has led me to be where I am and how it's affected my business. So, as you said, hi, everyone. I'm Paul Cheese, musician, music producer, sound artist and cycler. I've always been fascinated by sound and curious about music and how things work. One of my earliest memories is of building a dam across a stream and then removing the rocks to hear the gurgling noises and then listening to the rhythm of the rocks as they bash together. Someone once said to me that my life is very project-based, which I took to mean when I'm on a project, on a mission, I'm completely immersed. Whether it's my own artistic project or working with clients on business projects, I become completely consumed. An album, recording audiobooks, composing music for TV ads and films, or teaching music. So if I'm going to do a big cycle recording mission, I will focus on the getting fit, what I'm eating, how I'm going to raise the funds, what equipment I'm going to take, and so on and so on. Well, I say think of everything, I nearly think of everything, except looking at the route that I'm going to take. I think within these big rides and music projects, there's having a plan of what I'm going to do and then there's having the freedom to explore within it. It's like having a plan, but it hasn't all been completely filled in yet. This allows 
for the happy accidents and new and different directions, and then to creatively go off on tangents within the boundaries of the mission. So, with that, I've written and recorded music in locations around the world, as you said, from the tops of mountains to deep underground, old places, new places, and even underwater. I use cycling as inspiration in my songwriting. So, looking back and preparing for this podcast, I've worked out that on previous projects, I've cycled over 25,000 miles collecting sounds. I love the physical and the mental challenge. Cycling slows everything down, so I can really appreciate sound. One of my previous albums was written and recorded on a 4,000-mile bike ride. I started in Edam in the Netherlands, then down to Gruyere in Switzerland, over the Alps to Gorgonzola in Italy, then up into the Pyrenees for the view, then all the way through France to Camembert to finish. The album was called Just For The Record 2, and yes, my surname really is Cheese, and that was a long way for a play on words. Over the years, I've found it fascinating cycling along, pondering sound, rhythm and tempo. For example, what notes do planes make as they fly into clouds? Does birdsong change tempo across the UK? And do builders render walls at different tempos across the country? Which got me thinking, what does the UK sound like? What type of song would sounds collected from across the UK create? So, Lisa, Isla, I'd like to take you on part of the journey of my last project. Um, I've got you a virtual tandem bike, or I've got a basket on the front and panniers on the back, which you can sit in, and I've packed some bananas and extra Haribo for those listening too. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready? We're ready, we're, we're ready. ready. Yeah. Um, in the basket and in the panniers, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to not, imagine not myself sitting. Not both in the same pannier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right, here we go. So I had the idea to collect as many sounds as possible and create a piece of music from those sounds. I thought, I need to go and have a listen to every region of the UK and it would be good if I could go on local radio, ask people to send me the sounds from their lives and suggest locations for me to record in. Local information was key. So I launched the project on BBC Radio Kent with good old Dominic King, and then on every BBC local radio station throughout the UK. I'd set every BBC local radio station as points on a map, so I'd have an idea of where I was headed, but wouldn't know how to get there. The BBC broadcasting houses were roughly the central points in each region. As I say, I'm briefly going to take you on part of the journey with me, and then I'll play you some of the sounds and show you how the track, or part of the track, came together. The big record was on. (laughs) Um, Right, okay, storytelling mode. It was very early on a Sunday morning that I left the Harbour Arm in Folkestone. That nervous excitement for the unknown journey ahead. I had 45 kilos of recording equipment and I managed to find the steepest hill I could to start on. (laughs) From Kent, I did Essex, Norfolk, then Suffolk, Lovely, the sound of oyster catchers' calls bouncing off the harbour walls in Ipswich. I then head west. In Cambridge, I slowly passed a man with a two-piece metal walking stick. As he was walking along, it went ka-chunk, click, ka-chunk, click. And the lady he was with had a stone caught in the wheel of her chair. And it went blip as it was going round, blip, blip. 
So together, their rhythm was ka-chunk, click, blip, ka-chunk, click, blip. And I used the sound of the speed of his walk to set the tempo in the middle of the track of the final piece of music. I then headed for North Wales. I crossed over to Ireland and followed the undulating hills of the Northern Irish border towns all the way to the River Foyle and then up to Derry along the north coast to the Giant's Causeway. It was 1,100 miles in that I was lucky enough to get my first puncture. I say lucky because two guys pulled over and they asked if I was okay and then they gave me two cans of beer and they said these beers should make the puncture less painful. I then head down to Belfast and over to Cairn Ryan on the edge of Scotland and then up through Scotland, um, Glencoe, Loch Ness and to Scrabster where I caught the ferry up to Orkney. I'm sure everybody appreciates a comedy town or village name. So whilst on Orkney, I thought I'd go and find the village of Twat. (laughs) (laughs) I must have been cycling around for a good 45 minutes trying to find it. It turns out that loads of other people had done the same and the road signs had been stolen so many times that they hadn't replaced them. (laughs) I think I'd cycled up and down the road to Twat many times. Um... There's a metaphor in there. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Um, From Orkney, I caught the overnight ferry uh, to Aberdeen, down to Edinburgh, and then zigzagged down the UK, from the Lake District to Newcastle and down the East Coast. So the plan was to capture as many sounds as possible. On my way south, I found the industry on Teesside. Whoa! It was like I was in a 1980s film image of the future and the sound was amazing. The horizon was filled with decommissioning oil rigs, chemical reprocessing plants and heavy industry, all on the edge of a rejuvenated nature reserve. So I needed to get me closer to those sounds. I had some secret spy music playing as I cycled down these tiny roads to get closer. I was pinned up against this barbed wire fence, recording the sounds of these hisses and pops, when behind me, in the car park, a lorry pulled up and started unloading a container. It was like all my audio Christmases had come at once. So I asked the guy if I could record the sound, and he's like, go for your life, mate. Captured the sound of that, and I was cycling out of the car park when this skip lorry drove in, and a guy wound down his window and he said, are you Paul? And and then he said... "Um." Yeah, Roy told me that you'd really appreciate it if I dropped this skip in the middle of the car park so you could record the sound it made. (laughs) Just lovely people. Once people got in their heads what I was doing with sound and what's this guy on a bike talking to me about sound for, people would suggest places for me to go. The other thing was, this skip being dropped, it sounded like massive kettle drums. So from Nottingham to Stoke and then up to Sheffield, Tuning in and listening, I found so many interesting uses for sound. In the centre of Sheffield, there are loads of different sized fountains, each making its own sound frequencies. The water totally blocks out the traffic noise, so you can escape the sound of the busy city whilst being in the centre. Lancashire, Manchester, Merseyside, Cheshire, and then... A few people had messaged me on Twitter and mentioned about heading to Aberystwyth to capture the sound of kicking the bar at the end of the promenade, um, a tradition for recently graduated students. So a detour to the west coast of Wales was needed. Now, early in the trip 
I'd learned that planning was a thing of the past. I'd booked accommodation for the first couple of days, but when talking to people, they would then suggest that I'd go in a completely different direction. I'd start every day vaguely heading towards the region, but I wouldn't know where I'd end up. From the Brecon Beacons, then to Devon, Cornwall, over to the Channel Islands, once around Jersey, once around Guernsey, and then Brighton, Oxford, Gloucester, Birmingham, then Coventry, and dipped in and out of the Union Canal. Um, a couple of times it was really close into the pea soup. But um, round and round London like a Catherine wheel, and then I finished at Broadcasting House. I collected around 11,000 sounds, done almost 5,000 miles in 94 days. I did 135 uh, radio, local radio interviews, eaten over 150 bananas, drunk at least 180 pints of milk, and I'd learnt that three out of four UK builders render a wall at 98 beats per minute. Stage one complete, collecting the sounds. When I got back, the next part was to make sense of everything that I'd collected. So I listened to everything, catalogued it, put them in folders of tempo and note. For example, if you have a mower or strimmer, chances are it will hum the note of F sharp. And the blackbird calls I recorded. There was an east-west split. 98 beats per minute on the west and 110 beats per minute on the east. I also collected recordings of people saying the names of their towns, mainly because I didn't want to pronounce the towns wrong. When I got back, I'd recorded over 200 voices with local accents. I thought I'd group these into folders of their syllable count and created rhythms from the town names. For example, if you tap a 4-4 beat, Wells, Meesham, Middlesbrough, Jersey, Buckfast, Hexham, Liverpool, Hull. <laughs> right. How did it all come together? How did I make a track out of these sounds? Here's a little story about a beat. Let me get these sounds loaded up here. Are you still sitting comfortably? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I just love to work. Oh, I'm tight. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, need a, a banana or some Haribo? Oh, I'm, I'm still back in Aberystwyth because I was one of those graduates that kicked the Fantastic. bar. That was a lovely memory. <laughs> Brilliant. 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 Yeah, I had, it was about six or seven people suggested that I should go. So yeah. it was a real, uh, it was a great detour. This is then coming back from um, uh, Aberystwyth. I came up through the, I think it's the Elan Valley. Yeah. To oh, Beacon, beautiful. Yeah, and then beautiful. dropped down the Taff Trail, uh, followed the River Taff, which was amazing. Yeah, beautiful. So, okay. Let me tell you a little story about the beat. I've got these sounds loaded up for you here. Right. Sometimes I would arrive late to my accommodation. I'd be on the road cycling and recording for up to 16 hours a day. I love it, but this meant that some days I would arrive uh, after everything was closed. So no food. I was cycling in Wales and I was staying above a pub. It became a long hilly day and I'd eaten all of my supplies. When I arrived, everything was closed and the bar didn't have any peanuts. But there were a few locals sitting at the bar and we got talking and they said to me, um, you've been cycling all day. We can't have you going without food. One guy, he went home and got me some bread and butter. Another lady went and got me some eggs. Another went home and got me some sausages. And one lady said, I've got some par cooked vegetables. You can have them too. It felt 
like I was in a film. The kindness of strangers and just the friendliness of people is it's just always overwhelming. During all my bike adventures, I really have been overwhelmed by the kindness of people. And to top it all, when I left the pub in the morning, the front door made a fantastic sound. <laughs> I'll play the front door again. <laughs> so, Perfect. cycling along, intensely listening, I collected thousands of sounds. Every sound has a story. But let's say, if you take that pub front door and the bounce of a basketball in Huddersfield and the sound of a nail gun near Wormit, near Dundee. The sound of arrows hitting an archery target at Wixted Park in Kettering. <laughs> I'll play that again. <laughs> if you combine all of these sounds, cherry-picking their sonic qualities, you get a really fat bass drum sound. Now, when I'm on a bike, there's a lot of thinking to do, and there's a lot of overthinking to do. So, when I saw seagulls sitting on a wall, I thought, I know... The pattern of those seagulls looks like a rhythm. I thought that would make a great beat for my bass drum. Listen to this. So that seagulls group close together and then further apart. I did mention the overthinking, didn't I? Oh, so you've got a great bass That's drum. Absolutely. <laughs> Every good drum kit needs some hi-hat cymbals. So cycling through many fields, you can't beat the rhythm of a good crop sprinkler. So if you take the crop sprinkler from a field in Suffolk and a crop sprinkler from a field in Shropshire, that's Suffolk on the left and Shropshire on the right, you get a wonderful bouncing rhythm. Now, I know what you're thinking. What's the snare drum going to sound like? Well, it was after about six weeks of cycling that I felt like a finely tuned listening machine. I was pedalling through this quiet village and I could hear this distant snipping sound. So I went to investigate and I found Melvin pruning brambles. Oh. <laughs> it turns out... Good old he, Melvin. Good old <laughs> Melvin. He, He'd taken it upon himself to cut back the brambles from the path because he didn't want children having to walk in the road. Everywhere I went, I found lovely stories behind each of the sounds. So, if you take Melvin pruning brambles... Oh. <laughs> I like the way he, the ooh at the end does it for me every time. Oh. The crack <laughs> of a cricket ball in Nottingham. The clank of hot metal in a blacksmith's in Devon. The slam of a red postbox door in a town square on the way to Abingdon. If you combine all of them together, taking their audio qualities, you get this lovely snare sound and pattern. I love the, the natural decay. I didn't add any reverb and I didn't change any of the sounds. So that at the end is actually just the sound bouncing off the walls in the um, town square. Here's a boat being uh, deflated on Loch Ness. 
and the sound of massive metal girders being dropped by a crane. If you put all of those sounds together, you get this lovely beat. About a bass. The fantastic thing about many of the Sustrans, uh, the UK cycle network and the cycle routes is you know they're going to take you to some great places. And the brilliant thing about being on a bike is that I can stop and listen. I was on the Route 1 in Scotland and it was amazingly quiet. It was so quiet that I could feel this low rumble. People say to follow your nose. Well, I followed my ears and I followed them for about a mile and eventually I found it. And it was this lovely sub-base water pumping station. Listen to this. Across the country, I found many electric substations. And the low hum of a passing helicopter. A guy, Neil, who I met in Aberdeen, he said he was studying opera, so he sung me a note. Uh... Thanks, Neil. <laughs> the vibration of the hull of the lifeboat on the Scrabster to Orkney ferry. Same note as Neil there. Mixing these sounds together with lots of other sounds that I collected, you can get some really rich, lovely bass chords. Listen to this. But what about a melody? Well, when I'm on a bike, I find I tune into my surroundings and everyday sounds become more melodic. Whilst following the national cycle route into air, I was serenaded by the sound of mowers, or my strim section, or my instruments. <laughs> While cycling along, I heard machinery. Bees in lavender. And many leaf blowers. Because of the weight of my bike, I got through four sets of brake pads. Now that's a good thing, because just before they burnt out, they sung me this lovely violin note. Cycling on many fantastic canal paths, I couldn't miss the sound of a lock gate winding. Um, incidentally, this is the note of D sharp. So cycling along through fields, villages, parks and towns, I built up a collection of thousands of different notes and tones. When I combined all of these sounds, it created a lovely section of chords and melodies. This is just one of them. OK, bringing it all together. I was cycling along on the edge of a cloud and I could see the storm moving up the coast behind me. I was pedalling along as fast as I could, being pushed by the wind, riding on the front of the storm. Then, on the horizon, 
I saw an ice cream van. I raced towards it with the storm looming. Now, this is one of those moments that I will never forget. I pulled up on my bike and got chatting with the ice cream man. And he said to me, Hi, I'm Lucas Serafici and I'm proud to say that I'm a fourth generation ice cream man and I've been using the same ice cream van song for the last five years. With that, he gave me an ice cream cone 99 with a chocolate flake in it and he said, this should help with your travels. He then went and started the ice cream van song. So I'm standing there with my headphones on, ice cream in one hand, microphone in the other, recording the sound of the ice cream van whilst the big storm changed direction and went out to sea. I rearranged the notes of the ice cream van Drop in the bass and the beat. Thicken it with bees and mowers. Then add the melody from leaf blowers, mowers and lock gates. Sound has taken me to places that I never knew existed. When I'm on a bike, I believe I'm more approachable. I have time to listen. Most people have a song that reminds them of a time or a place. I have these audio photographs. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Isla. Thank you for having me on the Business Diaries podcast. This is more than a collection of sounds. This is the soundtrack to my adventure. been listening to the sound of a 5,000 mile bike ride, the Big Record UK. I've been Paul Cheese. Thanks for listening. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of speechless, which is not a good thing on radio, is it? <laughs> when you're recording a podcast. That's an amazing adventure, Paul. Absolutely amazing adventure. And that, that the sounds, when they all came together at the end there, just fantastic. Absolutely stunning. So I'm, um, you know, totally. I've I've heard. It's not the first time I've heard the, the story. I, I've heard bits of it. I've not heard it all together like that. And I've heard stories of you travelling around Greece, etc. And I mean, it's amazing. Your interest and your ear picking up these things is totally amazing. Absolutely gobsmacking. So you mentioned you've always had a, a good ear and love sounds and you started with the, the gurgling noises of water over rocks on a river. How old were you then? When did it really start? Do you come from a musical background or your family musical? Tell us from the beginning. Well, I must have been about six or seven, I think, when I was doing the damn thing, doing the damn thing. But <laughs> um, one defining moment 
my first concert was the last gig that Freddie did with Queen. And I remember sitting on my dad's shoulders, feeling the thump of the bass and just looking at the stage and thinking, I want to do that. And I think that sent me down this path of the music side of things. But say, just fascinated with sound, just listening. And the more I've been out on the bike, the more I tune in. I think when playing with a band, you jam with the other musicians and improvise off those. But when you get planes flying into clouds, you get the notes of those as well. So singing-wise, you could start harmonising with the planes flying into clouds. I'm hearing myself back here, and that does sound a little bit odd. But uh, it's sort of just using these things as bass notes and, and melodies and the rhythms of things. Yeah, I mean, I've never been so absorbed. I mean, I've never heard the story of a beat, for goodness sake, you know, and being so absorbed in tempo and rhythm and melodies and chords. It's it's just all totally fascinating. And it makes me feel that, you know, perhaps I've been walking around partially deaf in in a way because you don't, you don't listen to things in the way, well, I don't listen to things in the way you've described it, but I will be from now on. Certainly you've, you've opened my ears. <laughs> I think as well, we go around and perhaps we just identify one sound like a bird song. But what mm. I found so fascinating about the discussion today, Paul, is how you put things together, you know, like with the sound of the waves and the ice cream van. So I think I'm going to listen to what I'm listening to to see what else I can hear and how the sounds fit together. And I know that you said to me before about the sound of a place that that Kent is D major. Is that right? Yeah. 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 So, you know, I've never even thought of a place or a, a thing like that to have a certain chord or a note. Yeah, so when grouping all these different sounds to their nearest note and putting them all in folders, I found really fascinating was that about 65% of the sounds were at 98 beats per minute. And then the nearest group after that was 110 beats per minute. And then 122 beats per minute. I passed a fire station and a few of the guys were retracting a ladder and it was chuck, 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 as it sort of was dropping down. And then mm. I was in Cardiff and there was a motorbike and it was idling and it was chuck, 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 at exactly the same tempo. Is there something more? Is there something deeper in there? Coming back to the, the D major, mm. across Kent, when I did the Sound of Kent project, had people sending me in sounds and going out and collecting sounds. And someone sent me a buzzing bee from Hythe, and it was the note of F sharp. And somebody else sent me a bee from Canterbury, and it was the note of D. Now, if, if you don't know the, the music side of things, that's a harmony within nature. And I find this fascinating. So I'm on really on a bit of a, a mission now for my next projects my plan is to do 12 songs in different locations around the world to find out if different places have a different key or resonance the recordings that i have done down in spain the notes that i've recorded the cicadas and the bird song and the resonance is all floating around the f sharp major d major area so does that mean that when we're going there we're actually in harmony with it and that's why it really works for us going there whereas if we go to another place and we feel uneasy is it resonating at a slightly flat or slightly sharp 
note to what we're used to. So that's where we feel slightly uneasy. Um, yeah. That's a can of worms, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it is. That's a lot it to is. think about. Yeah. It's fascinating, isn't it? Because when you, you know, I'm thinking back, you reminded me of when, when we've been traveling with the children and we've gone to various different locations and we've reflected on our trips and they've said, well, we felt more comfortable in one place or, you know, in their yeah. words, you know, they yeah. liked one place more than they liked another. There's no yeah. real rhyme or reason. And that's, well, I mean, I've, is there? I mean, is it, you know, could it be a, a change of culture as well that's unfamiliar? Yeah. Is there, you know, I, I mean, I'm just thinking of, of being in places like Egypt and and Qatar where you hear the call to prayer. When we first travelled them, we'd not heard, well, my husband had heard it before, but we, we hadn't heard that. And... You know, I wonder what that sounds like. I wonder what the melody there or the harmony is there. I'm I'm fascinated because obviously, you know, you're synonymous with music, but you're also synonymous with your bike. You know, that's you've talked about, you know, you're a clean cyclist. And so tell us about your passion for cycling. Where did that start? And then what are the sounds of your bike? So I've been fascinated by sound and how things work. And I, I think it was about the same time that I was playing around with the the stream sounds. I got my first little rally budgie bike and the first thing I did was take it apart and I remember getting in serious trouble because (laughs) I'd taken it apart and I'd lost bits. And really, I suppose I like the physical and mental challenge that the the cycling provides. The first album I did, I cycled to the four corners of the UK and it was was a challenge. But then with the second album, I thought I'd push it even more and do the 4,000 miles across Europe because being somewhere when you're tired and um, you don't know where you are and potentially can't really speak much of the language, that nerves and that kind of fear, I think, adds a different angle on Mm. creativity. Mm. So using the bike in that way to push myself so that you can really go a long way in one direction and you've got no choice but to cycle back. Well, I know they're trains, but that's cheating. (laughs) (laughs) Fascinating. So does your bike have a certain sound? Is it in a, in a, does it have a note? The brakes, they, they resonate at different frequencies depending on how steep the hill is that I'm coming down. (laughs) Mm. I mean, Mm. it's just fascinating to hear all of the sounds that you've recorded on your travel, as you say, you know, around Europe, but also around the UK as well. And it's, you said, was it that you carried 45 kilos of recording equipment in just two panniers? I, I, I can't believe that you don't have a secret backup truck, you know, full of crew and full of big <laughs> microphones following you round. But you don't at all. It is just you and 45 kilos of kit. Yeah. And bananas. Think, yes, bananas and Haribo's. <laughs> and Haribo's. And then honey. Honey, that was one of your stories, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. You had a pot of honey given to you. I, I think having everything within the bike and being self-sufficient I think the ultimate support team is a roll of gaffer tape, cable ties, uh, and a multi-tool. That that kind of gets you out of pretty much any any situation. Yeah. So, Paul, you I've got to ask you. You refer to this as your life's work, which indeed it is. You extremely passionate, and I know that you enjoy the freedom of it, and that it's bringing all this creativity. It sounds like a, a jolly good time, and you really are almost living the dream, but. I've got to ask that question. Where's the money in that? So I work as 
much as I can to raise the funds for it. And if I haven't used a piece of equipment or used something for about six months, that goes on eBay. Um, majority of my trips are self-funded. I've been uh, fortunate enough on a couple of the trips to have Arts Council funding as part of the, the trip. But majority of my trips are all self-funded, put the time in to get the money together to go out and do it. So give us a little rundown on what you do actually for, for a living, you know, how, how you make money so doing my, what you love. <laughs> yeah, well, um, the business side of things, I run a company called Relium X Records. I record everything from audiobooks to voiceovers for TV, compose music for TV and films. I also teach music, whether that's guitar, piano, vocals or music production. One of the things I've been doing over the last six months is setting up people's home studios. And because we can do that remotely, I can talk people through how they would set up their own recording devices and everything at home to make it possible to do all your own voiceovers and everything. But I love the, the creation side of things. I've done a few projects with Leeds Castle. It's an 8.2 surround sound installation that ran for a couple of years at Leeds Castle called Battle for the Skies. That was a really lovely job to do. I've become completely consumed in what I'm working on. So there are points when, right, bike goes on the back burner for a moment. I'm focusing on this audiobook, or I'm composing this piece of music or I'm working with these people to create. With my teaching side of things, the students... I've got with guitar and music, I've got students from six to 75 years old, which is, is, is great. It's never too late to start. Just pick up guitar and play. And that's been very rewarding. About 24, 25 years I've been teaching now. So a lot of my little students that were six years old have now gone off to university and got their own families. Aww. And now I've started teaching their children, which is just wonderful. It's amazing. That is lovely. So, so rewarding. So yeah. rewarding. Fabulous. Brilliant. Okay, Isla, I'm thinking about takeaways. What, what's your takeaway from today? Can oh, you been... even choose? <laughs> well, exactly. How do I choose? I think there are several, but I think for me, the standout takeaway is that whilst you should be prepared for every eventuality, you know, Paul, you said, you, you know, you had a plan, you what equipment you were going to take, uh, but not necessarily you knew where you were going to go, but not necessarily how you were going to get there. And, and I love that, that you, you know, you can prepare for every eventuality without necessarily having a complete full plan, that it allows for opportunities, which, as you refer to them in your ever optimistic attitude, is a happy accident. I just love that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Always positive. And I, I think that it's a really good message, really, for others who are interested in something and have a passion uh, but feel that they can't do it as a job or they can't earn any money. And I would say, you know, this is a really good example of, of, of yes, you can. So, you know, follow your dreams and things do happen. Those little happy accidents again, things do happen along the way. Opportunities do open up. So that's fantastic. That's a, a really inspiring message i think paul to others um to keep on going and to stay follow your dreams keep that passion going and um, find a way I, I think if you believe in something it Absolutely. gives you a focus if you do believe in something it may take a while to get there but 
it gives you a focus and that that thing that you're believing in may not be the end result but it's that journey of the whole process yeah, yeah that's absolutely. that's yeah totally and being open to advice and support from others as well you're you know your kindness to strangers you know there is so much kindness out there it is people that made the trip chatting with people on certain low days when I was completely exhausted. It had been literally falling down with rain, that horizontal rain like needles that goes in your eyes. And mm. I was in Stonehaven, got talking with the lollipop man. And it was fantastic and just really positive and telling about the area. And it didn't matter that the rain was falling down. And it lifted me out of feeling really low and just sent me up the next hill with thinking, I've just had a really good chat with a guy who's been across the road. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, brilliant. I'm going to have to say that, I mean, this is so fantastic, but we're, we're running out of time. And I've got a million and one questions still to ask, but I think that you've done a super, super job of literally filling us in and telling us what you do, what you're all about, and introducing us all and giving us a taster of some some fantastic sounds, sounds that we wouldn't have even given the time of day before. So certainly Isla and I, will be listening out for new sounds from now on, won't we, Isla? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So, Paul, people who want to find out more about your work, how can they get in touch with you? And if they want to find out more about The Big Record or The Song of the UK, how do people do that? So you can find me on Spotify or iTunes or Amazon. If you search for Paul Cheese, you'll find me there or Paul Cheese Music. I've got the YouTube channel, loads of videos and bits and pieces up there. Uh, Instagram, it's all Paul Cheese Music. Brilliant. That's brilliant. Well, I mean, obviously, here we are at the end of another podcast. And, you know, Paul, you've been totally inspiring. It's, it's, it's such a wonderful adventure, wonderful story. Isla, do we have anything else to say before we wrap up? Have we got any announcements? Just very quickly to let everybody know about a special episode that we're planning for December. Lisa and I are going to be looking back at some of the episodes and the stories that we've shared over the course of this year with Chris Pollard, who was our September storyteller and hosted the uh, live Business Diaries events back in uh was early 17 gosh Mm. um so our our announcement is we'd love you to share with us any thoughts that you have on some of the stories that you've heard over the year so if you'd like a shout out perhaps for us to share your favorite moment or a point of one of the stories that has particularly resonated with you do get in touch with us either directly or message us via our social media platforms on twitter and facebook at the biz diaries Excellent. This is a funny point in the old podcast because this is the stage where I usually say, and thanks go to Paul Cheese for our (laughs) super jingle and his editing magic. But you're here with us. So, Paul, thank you for everything that you do for us. (laughs) Absolutely. Not only for today's podcast, but for all your help, your support and guidance. We are so appreciative of that. So thank you very much. And finally, thanks go to you, the listener. We hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye. We hope you have enjoyed listening to this edition of The Business Diaries. We would love to hear your feedback. Please find us on Twitter and Facebook at The Biz Diaries. 